Hi, this is Mackie Shellstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. My topic today is how to offset the effects of age-associated muscle loss. Between the fourth and the fifth decade of life, a human can experience the potential effects of what's called sarcopenia, the aging loss of muscle, and its associated dynapenia, the deterioration of strength and power. It's estimated, according to a study, nutritional supplements to support resistance exercise in countering the sarcopenia of aging, which appeared in the August 2020 issue of the online journal Nutrients, that from 2.5 to 30% of older adults are categorized as having low muscle mass. Additionally, the progression of sarcopenia is closely associated with the enhanced risk of falls and fractures, something called metabolic syndrome, cardiac and respiratory disease development, early mortality, and overall quality of life. Thus, age-related skeletal muscle deterioration warrants significant trepidations, commented nutrient uh, researchers and authors of this paper from the Exercise Metabolism Research Group. Department of Kinesiology at McMaster's University in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. As any bodybuilder knows, lean muscle development is a balance between muscle protein synthesis, also called anabolic, and, and muscle breakdown, known as catabolism, while attempting to stay in what's called positive nitrogen balance from the diet, specifically the protein intake, also resistive exercise, and nutritional supplement support. The Canadian researchers sought to provide an up-to-date discussion surrounding the interaction between resistance exercise and various nutritional strategies as a means to augment this muscle protein synthesis to promote muscle protein accumulation and mitigate the progression of sarcopenia. It's, no, it's known that resistance exercise, like weight training, reduces the risk to type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. But the resistance exercise also is the primary means to counter the age-associated effects of the sarcopenia and dynapenia. The Canadian researchers note that at the molecular level, a bout of the resistance exercise stimulates the muscle protein making or synthesis via the activation of a mechanistic uh, concept called target of rapamycin. It's called mTOR, the signaling pathway, which increases protein synthesis and lean muscle development. With age, there is a loss of type 2 muscle fibers, creating that dynopenia effect. It's reported that the vastus, vastus lateralis, that's the thigh muscle on the side, accounts for approximately 30% of the quadriceps muscle mass, yielding an estimated 20,000 individual muscle fibers that will be lost from each quadricep muscle per year beyond the age of 30. That's assuming a linear decline, and it's also assuming if ignored by failing to perform resistance exercise, in this case in the lower body, then the said fiber loss will have marked consequences for muscular strength, power, and the maintenance of muscular functional capacity. The Canadians' report on current research which states that work-matched studies in younger and older adults have demonstrated that the low-load resistance training, 
somewhere between 30 and 50% of what's called the one repetition maximum, may be just as effective as a high-load resistance training protocol to increase muscle mass and strength when performed to what's called volitional fatigue. That means an exertion of high degree of effort. From a protein feeding standpoint, the recommended daily allowance right now of 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram to maintain that nitrogen balance we've talked about has been unchanged for decades and it warrants further scrutiny as it pertains to older adults who have increased protein requirements. The Canadians cite the PROTAGE study, that's P-R-O-T-A-G-E study, and the European Society for Clinical Nutrition and Metabolism, which have suggested, I'm going to quote, that older adults should consume between 1.5, one, excuse me, 1.0 to 1.5 grams of protein per, uh, uh, per kilogram uh, per day. That's 1 to 1.5 grams per kilogram, but kilograms 2.2 pounds of protein per day. They comment that current protein recommend, uh, recommendations are yet to be resolved, so there's controversy. As to the allocation of the effective protein dosage per meal or from supplementary standpoint, research has now demonstrated that feeding uh, induced muscle protein growth is, sat is saturated following, and now get this, 0.24 grams of protein for every 2.2 pounds per meal. 0.24 grams of protein per kilogram per meal, and 0.4 grams of protein per kilogram um, per meal. That's in younger and older adults, respectively. So 0.24 grams per kilogram per meal for the younger, and 0.4 for the older individual, 0.4 grams per kilogram per meal. It was also stated that a protein intake pattern that is more evenly distributed throughout the day may help confer significant musculoskeletal benefits. Other nutrients reviewed that affect this muscle building process include the essential uh, omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, eicosapentoic acid, also known as EPA, and docosahexanoic acid, known as DHA. Also, the fat-soluble vita vi fat vitamin D, the branched-chain anabolic amino acid leucine, and the naturally occurring organic compound, creatine, which is composed of the amino acids methionine, arginine, and glycine that can be found in the heart, brain, retina, and predominantly in skeletal muscles. From an omega-3 standpoint, the Canadians say, quote, the potential efficacy of EPA and DHA intake to mitigate disuse-induced skeletal muscle atrophy, and further work to address whether these polyunsaturated fatty acids, the omega-3 essentials, can mitigate muscle disuse uh, atrophy in older adults is warranted. For vitamin D, quote, older adults looking to maintain skeletal muscle mass and function should avoid vitamin D insufficiency. That's defined as less than 50 nanomoles per liter. And deficiency, that's somewhere less than 25 to 30 nanomoles per liter. In terms of your blood work, in many cases, that's called less than 20 grams for deficient, less than, excuse me, 20 uh, nanograms per milliliter 
and for insufficient, that would be somewhere between 20 and 30 nanograms per milliliter. So that gives you a little more reference to what you'd see in your blood. Measuring vitamin D2 called ergocalciferol, also known as 25-OH vitamin D. So what they're saying is supplementation to further aug augment serum vitamin T concentrations above what I've just talked to you about uh, likely confers no additional benefit to muscle health. However, checking with your doctor, you can get lab studies and it may have a definite effect on over 1,700 processes in the body beyond the scope of muscle health. As to leucine, the branched-chain amino acid, the anabolic one, that means the building one, ingestion as an adjuvant to resistance exercise might be an effective approach to counteract sarcopenia in older adults. Creatine supplementation, to comment the Canadians, quote, offers a safe, well-tolerated, and effective nutritional strategy to augment skeletal muscle adaptations when carried out in concert with resistance training. Now, as I've constantly said on this podcast, it's always best before you undertake any change to your diet, your exercise or supplement intake, that you first consult with your phys physician, no matter what your age, because there are some specific lab studies that can guide you with the knowledge of your physician. So keep that in the back of your pocket. Doing that indiscriminately makes no sense in this day and age, especially when it's covered in most cases, or in many cases, by health insurance for those lucky to have it. Be sure to check out maxwellnutrition.com, which is a science-driven wellness content and nutritional supplement platform, where you'll be able to see important, timely nutritional research and order with direct shipping the highest bioavailable nutri nutritional supplements. That's coming online probably at the end of October. So check it at, at that time or anytime if you haven't done so by going on it signing up for the free newsletters, you can also download a free copy of my book, Stop Rending Your Health, Own It. Remember, Maxwell, M-A-X-W-E-L-L, nutrition.com. If you want to follow me on Facebook or Twitter, it's at Mackie Shulstone. That's at Mackie Shulstone. Until next week with another Maximum Wellness Podcast, I am Mackie Shulstone, asking God to bless you, keep you safe, healthy, prosperous, and above all, um, how can I best put it? Prepared to do so, if you haven't already done it, to stop renting your health. Take ownership now, especially in this day and age. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week.